back for another week of Mega Sheen. You know, it's the podcast that talks about all the geeky, fun, gay, gamer, oh, that, all of it from a queer POC perspective. Mostly black, but you know how it is. <laughs> right. So I'm Victor. And I'm Nick. Yes, and we are here today. Nick, how are you doing? Uh, I've been okay, you know, mm-hmm. moving too. and then dealing with work mm-hmm. and then, you know, having car troubles, you know, life is just sometimes getting on my fucking nerves yeah. and it is high time for me to do a vacation, mm-hmm. but you know, like, oh, it gets busy at work and now like, oh, I can't even take a vacation because you motherfuckers don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll wait until... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when to take a vacation, basically. Yeah. Um, I can imagine. Uh, say what? So I can imagine how that feels when you like, I just need to go. Just Right. It's just like, oh, <laughs> you people are killing me. Um, but as far as that, um, I've been playing some video games as per mm-hmm. usual. Mm-hmm. I actually am caught up on Empire. <laughs> and I know you don't watch. And I don't know why. I'm about still to say, what, where did that come from? <laughs> I know, but it's. There was. It was okay. You know, it's just my equivalent to trash TV. Yeah, I understand. Because sometimes you need a little bit of trash. Right. Um, I'm still catching up on Claws. Mm hmm. Oh, what else no, okay, Claws be showing out. I did not expect TNT of all places to have a show like Claws. Yeah. Because, you know, like, TNT will do, like, some a Westerns. daily marathon of Law & Order. And some Westerns and all <laughs> Right. It's like, so when they did the Claws, I was like, oh, what the hell is this? And then to have the kind of content they did, like, the very first episode... And Nisi Nash was getting dicked down by that white boy in the office. Yeah. I was like, well. And you can see his butt, too, for I remember. So, yeah. Yes. And let's, because I don't think a lot of people um, take this into consideration when uh, talking about Claus. Like, um, Uncle Daddy. <laughs> so, I was always, oh, is he bisexual? Is that just like a, I, I think, didn't know what that was. But yeah. when they made it apparent. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't some kind of, it was just like, oh, he's bisexual. And it was over and done with. It wasn't uh, so yeah, matter it was, of Yeah, fact. it wasn't a thing. Yeah, it wasn't even a thing. Yeah, it wasn't even a big deal. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, this is, I haven't seen bisexuality represented like this because mm-hmm. he's not the norm. Yeah. You know, he's this backwoods, basically backwoods redneck. Yeah. But I I love the show, uh, and I want damn near all of uh, Niecy Nash's uh, cat suit. Everybody be talking about that. I was, like, catching that, and I was like, she had, I like her look, because she has that, she's the aunt that, you know, that's not the black sheep of the family. She's, like, almost there, though. She's, like. She's the fun aunt. She's, yeah, she's the fun aunt, you know, with the outfits. And, yeah, she, in that waist, she has that waist snatched. 
with those outfits. And I like it because it's like it's classic stuff that you see, especially when you think about, you know, the beauty parlors and all that stuff, like the salon. That is the look, especially down there. I think they're in Florida, around that area. That's the look. And I love, you know, I, I, and everybody, if you don't know, you need to know now. I love Niecy Nash. I have loved Niecy Nash from way back when she was doing the, the house show, the show back. Yeah, what was clean, that? Clean uh, House. Oh, what was that? It was it Clean was, House. Uh, it was Clean House. Oh, it was Clean House. It was clean. She was hilarious. She was. I used to love it. That's where I learned how to use the word foolishness because she was using it. It was some, it was a black family and the father was mad because they were trying to get rid of his car and he wouldn't do it. He locked himself in the, <laughs> he locked himself in the car. She went over and knocked on the window. She said, look at you causing all this damn foolishness. I was like, yeah, so what is this show? So yeah, I, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And then Reno nine one one, she showed out in that too. So mm-hmm. I've always loved Nisa Nash. She's, she looks like my, she looks like my older sister Lasagna. So I love Nisa Nash. I have loved her and everything. And yeah, Claws, they be showing out in Claws. They be showing they out. Um, is it weird that I think what's her name's uh, husband or ex husband? I would, I would fuck the hell out of him. Oh, um, the one they thought they killed? No, um, the white one, uh... Oh, the crazy one? Not the crazy one, the, the dude that was, uh, married to the wife, but the wife was cheating on him with the, the Jewish guy. Okay, oh, oh, okay. I think he's cute. No, I, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, they all have a flair to them. They do. Even Uncle Daddy, which uh, whatever his name is, I was like, mm, you know, I said, you know, I, yeah, it was a moment. I was like, you know, if I, you know, I don't know, you know, if, if you're not careful, you can be seduced. I always say that. If you're not careful, you can be seduced. And then you'd be like, how did this even happen? I can see that almost making a, I can see me making that mistake once and be like, okay, what did I just do? Maybe when I was like 21 and, you know, I was fast and out there too much I can probably see it but then I want to get killed so <laughs> I don't want to be messing around with folks like that but that show is good though that show is good and oh, I need to catch up on it myself yeah so what have you been up to well lord so um working on this kickstarter we you know we moving along somebody I'm not going to say your name but somebody Gave us four hundred dollars. I was super like, and I was like, okay, you know, it, it, you know, it was like it got me all hyped up. Um, so you know, we have eight days, and you know that it's fine. Like I, I've already, you know, I said if we get it, if we don't get it, that's totally fine. I've got some great contacts from this, so this is, it's been fun. It's a fun experience, and um, just working with that, and then getting ready for Comic Con. Lord, it has been a pain in my ass just to get ready for it because you know I have to make sure things are done here at work and I'm got you know got to travel down there I'm staying with people I have never I don't know <laughs> so um, I'm hoping that's that'll be okay and you know I got two panels and that one I'm one of them I'm you know I'm the moderator the other one I'm just sitting on there and a little nervous about both because this is you know me doing panels and all that great stuff and just trying to be like, okay, and I'm already packed. I'm, I packed Saturday, so I'm already packed. No, I packed Sunday. 
So I'm already packed because um, I was in Vallejo this weekend. Beautiful place, a little bit outside of San Francisco. Nice place. Um, if y'all follow me on Instagram, you will see that I went to a Long John Silver's where I almost dropped it, you know, because it was like Long John Silver's. That makes me want to, you know, drop and pop and lock it. And Girl, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I love Long John Silver's. I will not eat a Red Lobster, but I will eat a Long John Silver's. And so, um, you know, really excited about that. So just trying to get ready for all of this. And um, I'm excited because I get to see people. You know, I get to meet people. I get to, that I, I've, I've, I've got to know online, but I also see some other people too. And, I, and I'm hoping, and I'm not going to say any names, but I'm hoping there will not be any drama because apparently they could be. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it will not be any drama. So I am just wishing that I'm putting it out in existence. If certain people are there, let's just move along. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> because I'm like, we don't need to be showing out. <laughs> you know, I just want, I want peace. So, you know, and if something has to be said, y'all take that. Take that out in the street. We don't need that to be a certain point of some article. <laughs> right. You know them niggas can't know, don't know how to act. Because <laughs> you know it. Because I can see it now. You know, if something, and then, you know, somebody catch a hold of it. Next thing you know, it's in, you know, all of those websites. And then we would sit up and like, were you there? It'll be, <laughs> Lord, I'm already imagining <laughs> the you know the whole what's his name Lee Daniels and the whole Damon Dash I'm already imagining that I'm trying uh-huh. not to do that I'm trying to do that so yeah so I'm excited about that and yeah yeah that is it <laughs> so let's get into this Aunt Mace tea so what do we have on the table today well let's talk about She-Ra let's just get that out of the way so Shira, as you know, we talked about this a few months ago. It's coming back, and Netflix will have a, a limited series of, you know, our favorite '80s gal. Um, my favorite. It's my favorite. You didn't like Shira. I mean, not when Jim was going was ruling the '80s. Well, well you know, I, I made room for both. I made room. Okay. Because <laughs> you know, and you know, on the on the side when I I drew, I was drawing a comic way back then, and I created a character based off both of them. Um, I said because she had a locket that she could change from Akira to Jera, and Jera was a superhero name. But anyway, her locket, she had to touch her locket, and she changed. I got that from Jim. But anyway, another story for another time. <laughs> um, yeah, so she was coming. And they released a different look for her. That she's wearing shorts. She has a more covered top, and she doesn't look anything like she. You know, it's not as human. You know, real life looking as how filmation cartoons were back in the day. So you know, we all excited. It, it, she looks cute. She. It is not only just that they're changing the whole format. So if you remember the original Shira, everybody was basically white unless she was a, a beast. <laughs> or, or a monster or something. Um, they've changed everything. So, example, Bo, who was the only guy on the team, he's a black man. Um, and Glimmer, Glimmer is, she's a, it seems like she's a woman of color. Um, and um, 
she is thick. So she is going to be a thicker girl. Um, they show Catra. She looks a little bit different as well. So it's going to be a whole different group. Um, but apparently, some people are upset about it. Now, hey, big man. Take, take, <laughs> take a guess of who is upset about... Nasty white guys. Well, yes. So if you take a look on Twitter and you just type in she you'll see that a lot of out-of-shape... Sad-looking white man, led by you know comics and and diversity in comics. That's one of the main Twitter people who called who started Twitter Gate. I'm not no Comics Gate and all that stuff. Talk about how she looks like a man and she looks androgynous and how she doesn't look like a woman and how dare they do this and she needs to be taller and why is she wearing shorts and and I'm just sitting here going, why are y'all so pressed? about this and it's funny because it's straight men you know and mostly us it was mostly us and girls watching she-ra so i'm trying to figure out why are all these men so pressed because they can't jack off to it <laughs> and you know they probably did when they were kids that's probably what uh, they yeah were. they did like let's stop beating around the bush and call a spade a spade mm-hmm. these guys are pissed off because they don't have any she's not any new fat material uh to them and they're not, She-Ra was not even in your, you're not even a target audience. Right. So why would you even now, after all these years, be upset about it? Very true. Like, Very true. It's, just, it's fucking ridiculous. And I saw a lot of people saying, oh, well, they're uh, making a mockery of the original cartoon. And I'm like, the original cartoon still exists, right? Yeah. You still have Netflix. You yeah. can still buy it at Amazon, right? Yes. So you can look at it on why, YouTube, <laughs> right? You can get, I can get it on YouTube. So why are we making this a bigger issue than it needs to be? It wasn't your target audience. You really wasn't a fan to begin with, and now you're just making noise just to make noise. So I'm gonna need you to have a seat and go wash your butt. True, and it's funny because they act like it was like. You know, some some the Waltons like some serious TV. It you look at it now, it it's it's silly. It was silly. Right, this shit ain't Dallas. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it wasn't. It, it, I'll, I'll say this: it wasn't giving you drama like Jam was giving you drama. So, no, so therefore, that's why I was like, y'all, it's not that deep. And yes, as you think about it, that was a time for us in the '80s where things look a certain way. Now. Kids like, I think about it. It's more. It's, it's in that Steven Universe realm. It's in that Ren and not Ren and Stampy. It's that Rick and Morty. It's in that type of world, and people seem to respond to that. And even adults enjoy uh, Steven Universe the way it looks. So why not? Why not? You know, take a chance. And you know, I I get it. I'm I'm actually from that age, uh, which is funny because a lot of the guys, if you look at them, some of them wasn't even around when the original Shira was out. I was like, I was there when it came when it started. So I remember that, but I am an adult now, and uh, you know it. It seems like they're going a different route, and that's totally fine. That's how things go. It's not gonna always look through. It's not gonna be like the peanuts, where they go Charlie Hi. Brown gonna look like Charlie Brown all the time. It wasn't. That's this. That was the, the extinct look of what Charlie Brown is. Shira was never something that had to look like this forever. So that's totally fine. And there's been different renditions of her anyway, from the comics from different toys, from different looks. I mean, it's going to change. 
the same as how Superman has changed, Wonder Woman has changed, Batman's outfits changed, Storm costumes have changed. It's going to change, and so let it be. And it's also funny if you look at how many X-Men cartoons it's been. They all have different looks. They never looked the same from what it was in the 90s. You know, you had the X-Men anime, you had Wolverine X-Men, then you had the... Um, the X-Men kinda, Evolution. The X-Men Evolution. They None of them looked the same, and they were all very different. Because you had a younger version of the team. You had a version where Phoenix was already out and gone. Like, it's it's always changed. So I don't understand why they're so just be ridiculous about this. But they're really showing their asses. And I love that they're getting dragged by everybody over this. And it's very sad. So I'm, like, I'm sitting there looking at it like, y'all don't realize that you're looking like fools. Like, <laughs> like that one guy that we retweeted has a YouTube video really going in about it. I'm like... Sir, but you, and he doesn't even talk about like how this was something. So like, you know, if me and you went on and talked about Jim, we can reference why it was important to us and why we were passionate about the movie being a hot mess. But he could. See, the difference between that is there's still, as far as she is concerned, to my knowledge, they're still having the same, um, storyline or yeah. it's still right around the same overall what makes she raw she raw it was yeah. just the animation might be different some of the plot points or the characters might be di- are different mm-hmm. but with jim like they changed the whole entire thing and still called it jim yeah you know like the the whole the jim and the holograms they weren't women little girls there was no, like, everything had changed. Yeah. So when you change all of those things that made the cartoon the cartoon and then say it's the cartoon, then that's an entirely different yeah. conversation. Yeah, this is more of the look. And the only thing they really changed, I think they made Adora an orphan. So they really don't reference a lot about He-Man, which I'm like, that's, okay, that's fine too. You know, that's fine. It's not that big. They still have some of the same characters. Just And again, we have not seen the show. So let's right. watch it and then see what you think. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be cute. I think it's going to be fun. Um, and just kind of go with it. But everybody acting like this is just ridiculous. It's, it's just these fan tears, these fanboy tears are just... They and it's so good. <laughs> they do. And it's interesting because I wonder how much of this we will see during Comic-Con. So you know it's coming. I, I can't. You know, well, you know I'm, I'm, I'm. I hope to be in the midst because I will be recording, running my mouth if I can. But you know, I want to see this. So um, apparently, I, I there are rumors that they they will be some to not protest, but to make a statement. So we'll see how that goes. I'll bitch write a letter. <laughs> <laughs> they need to know. There's too many of us. Um, queers at these things. They need to watch out. But anyway, she will be okay. And we're going to just kind of, we, we all hope for the best. And y'all just need to grow up and, as Nick said, wash your ass and take a nap. <laughs> oh, Lord. Let's see. What next? Oh, so I got to see, I don't know if you saw it yet. I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. I did not see that. How was that? It was cute. I liked it. I enjoyed it. The Wasp really shows out in this movie. She is really giving you, you know, 
you know, fighting skills and everything. She was really fun to watch. It was, it was actually a fun movie. It takes place like a few days before Infinity War. Uh, and it is really cute, really nice. Uh, it doesn't really do a lot of those. You know, in the first movie, it showed how, you know, when he got small, what it looks like when he's, like, running with the ants. It's not really a lot with the ants this time. Um, it's just really with those two. And basically, the story is they're trying to figure out how to go back and get the original Wasp, her mom. Um, okay. And so they do figure out a way, but there's also um, another woman who was affected by that, a blow up that happened with Shield years ago. Um, her name is her code name is Ghost, and she can't. She's basically Kitty Pride almost. You can almost say she's like Kitty Pride, but she can't phase. She's like phasing herself out. And there's a lot of great references to old comics, like um, Lawrence Fishburne is. He he used to be the Goliath, and Black Goliath was kind of the giant man back in the comics days. I think he's dead because he died in Civil War. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was Civil War, one of the, the big events. Um, but um, it's uh, interesting because, the, you know, you know, it was neat to see how, you know, there's Lawrence Fitzwarren. There's also, you know, um, Michelle Pfeiffer, which I re- just realized this is the first time. I always kind of thought that Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas have shared the screen together. They have not. Yeah, and it's kind of like they've been, you know, they were big in the 80s. You, you think about, like, Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, with Scarface and Catwoman, you know, and, well, and Batman Returns and, you know, all the movies she was in back in those days. Um, and then all the movies Michael Douglas was in, you know, Basic Instinct and Romance in the Stone and all that. They never really shared. That. I was like, that's kind of interesting. But, you know, it was, a, it was a fun movie. I don't want to spoil it. I know some people still haven't seen it. But I will say the ending will be, it's kind of an interesting shocker. Because it's like, I'll say this, he's going back into that mult, that universe, that quantum universe. He, uh-huh. he might be stuck. Because there's nobody to bring him back. And I'll just leave it at that. I just basically spoiled it. But. Right, girl. <laughs> now, I was here for them. I was like, oh, I'll see it eventually. But mm-hmm. I really want to see it only because... Uh, Evangeline Lilly's uh, when she was doing the the press circuit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was. She was talking about like, oh well, you guys are talking about the suits aren't comfortable, and then she hiked up that leg, <laughs> with that big ass stiletto. I was like, listen, this is uh, uncomfortable, and, but I just got to, used to it. I was like, okay, so see. Now I'm gonna have to. You got your life. From, I got my life from that little part where she did that. I was like, okay, you just. I like her. I like her too. I, that would that would have been a fun interview to boost. She liked that Lego. I was like, okay, ma'am. See, I would have had to scream if I was the. Yeah, uh, I probably would have been like, yes, yeah, I'd be like, yes, <laughs> yes. You better show that leg up in the air like that. That's uncomfortable. Right. Come on, leg. <laughs> right. I would be like, come on, leg. Come on. But no, she and she's beautiful too. Like I was like, she, I, I, I kind of watched Lost, but I kind of didn't. But uh, I do remember her, and I remember she was one of the ones who was favorite to be Wonder Woman at one point. So I was like, oh okay, I can almost see it. You know, I can almost see it. Um, but yeah, that you know, it was a fun movie. I recommend people go and see it. It's very lighthearted. Um, so go check it out. So yeah, but yeah, you should go see it still. Yeah, I, you know, I haven't seen the first one, so I might need to hop well, on that. 
we yeah, you might want to go <laughs> and see all that. Let me see. Well, we, but uh, let's see what else is going on. Well, it's funny because you know we don't have any drag race, and right now, thank God, things seems to be a little quieter over in that universe. Um, besides the fact that RuPaul may be getting a talk show, and I was like, I don't, I don't. I don't I don't want one. We can't. We have enough talk shows, and I don't really think right. I really care for that. But we'll we'll talk about the new Wonder Woman writer for the comic. Um, they she has they have a new writer. She has a new writer. Now we just had a horrible run. I'm not gonna say his name because it's not worth saying. But one of these writers wrote. He he was writing a comic for about a year, and he introduced um, her brother Jason that nobody was a fan of. Nobody was a fan of, and Jason is dead. Now he just did an interview about you know they may bring him back. I don't think anybody's gonna bring back Jason. Nobody's gonna bring Jason back. I think that nigga did. Cause nobody asked, nobody asked for Jason in the first place. Who we asked for is Nubia. That's another story for another time. But right now they have a new writer, and the writer is G Willow Wilson. And if you don't know who G Willow Wilson is, she is the co-creator of Miss Marvel. So the current Miss Marvel that we have in Marvel, that is her. She co-created her. So Kamala is her creation. And now she will be working on the Wonder Woman comic because she has a lot that she has to offer, she says. Now, again, to give a little bit of her receipts, she was the co-creator of Mar- Miss Marvel. Also, she wrote for A-Force, which was kind of the female um, um Avengers team that was using all different characters from the Marvel comics. Um, she is very excited to be working on Wonder Woman. She has a lot of ideas for her, and because she is a great writer, she has just she's good at telling stories. I'm sure she's going to give us the Wonder Woman we we deserved after the first ten issues from Rebirth. So I am very excited for her, and also keep in mind that um, I believe that. G is is Muslim, so she is going to give Wonder Woman some good background story and probably something more in depth than what we had in the previous right. <laughs> the previous run. So I'm excited to to hear about that. Has there been maybe like a uh, expected release date, or is it just she signed on so let her write type deal? I think she's going to start very soon. So I think um, let's see. Um, right now, Steve Orlando will be doing some work, um, and he's a queer writer. Um, and they, will, I think she begins um, around. They're writing now, but I think we'll see her first, um, her first work in around November. Oh, cool. So yeah, I'm excited to see what we're gonna get from these particular people. I, you know, it's just. Good that, you know, it, I've always felt that Wonder Woman was best written by women and queer people because I just feel like that we got a lot in No Feel. Jimenez gave us not only good art, but he gave us good stories, too. Um, and so it's just nice. And, and, and Greg Rucka, as well as, um, and her, her name is blanking me, but the art we had with the rebirth was just perfect, too. Um, I, I just really look forward to, and Liam, Liam also did work on that as well so I'm really excited for this run and I, I, I really hope we can kind of get rid of the last run I mean the last one was really not popular I think that's I don't know what Jeff Johns was thinking when he hired that guy but I was like I just I feel like if you're going to be a male writing Wonder Woman you need to be mm, 
You need to be like Chris Claremont, who used to do all the X-Men comics, or you just need to be a woman or a queer person. Basically. Yeah. We don't need to have... Because that whole Jason run was a mess. It was a mess. That she had a brother, and he had all the power of the gods at certain points. It, it was just ridiculous. It just... It was an old plot point from the run way back in the New 52 that nobody liked either. Cause no, <laughs> so that whole run, they try to make her more of a, a horror, mythical life. It just it was garbage. Um, so I'm glad that we have G. Willow Wilson. I'm looking forward to her stuff. And I think she'll be at Comic-Con as well, speaking on her new, uh, what she will be doing Wonder Woman. So I'm going to try to check that out while I'm there. Awesome. And a couple of more things. Uh, so, the Aquaman poster was released. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what were your thoughts about it? So, I saw it and I was like, okay, this is... You know how fans get bored. And I thought that somebody just made something up. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's cute, you know, using your, your free Adobe space. Oh, right, your Photoshop sample. <laughs> well, I was like, no, that was like, that's why I said, no, ho, that is the, that's that's from the studio. I'm like, okay, so we, you know, we posted on Machine. So we, we just said, Aquaman, Aquaman's coming. We wanted to hear your opinions, and some of y'all shared it. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, people, you know how people get. Um, Twitter got ugly and started putting in Lisa Frank stuff, putting in... Okay, that was hilarious, though, because it didn't look like a damn Lisa does. Frank poster. Uh, they put in Little Mermaid. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Yeah. I was like, but it that's the best y'all got? It just didn't... It looked like a mock-up. It didn't look like the actual mm-hmm. uh, poster. And I was like, oh, I guess... Now the Den of Geek, they actually they have it ready for their um their magazine for Comic Con, which was I I thought was better. Now what I didn't like is the fact that you see, so you know you're looking at Jason Momoa, you're looking at this fine ass man, and you know he is you know Samoan and some other things, but you also realize that his family and his love interest and they all are white. Now when you see it all in one shot, you're just like. Uh, Right. Who who are these white people? That's what it feels like. And I'm just like, okay. It, I, we'll, we'll, okay. So, I did not like this poster. I feel like that was not a cute poster to go on. Especially when it's Comic-Con. Because you know... One, it's not gonna, it's going to catch all the jokes. But it's not going to keep all your attention. You're going to be like, okay, that was alright. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move on. So, I hope they release another one. Just to be like, here's a Comic-Con exclusive poster like they did with wonder woman because i don't know if you remember when they released what she looked like they did that during comic-con when for batman right. superman they released it and we we're like woo okay you know we it was in that dim color it was still something to see uh but this mm-mm. Mm-mm. aren't we supposed to get a i think we're supposed to get like a trailer friday i think so but I don't. I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, who's directing this? Was it was his name James James Wan. James Wan uh, is doing this, and you know he's good doing horror. 
well, he going to keep it up. This going to be hard. I have faith. You know me, I always have Girl. faith until we see. And then, Lord, poor thing. He has to, He's right now defending why. Because, you know, when you look at it, you're like, why is Aquaman in the water with jeans on? <laughs> right. Why he got his Levi's on? Like, what's going on here? I shouldn't look at it because now, as I look at it, really look at it, I'm like, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And then let's look at the cast. Let's look at the cast. We have Amber Heard. I've always enjoyed Amber Heard. She's in there. William Defoe, Nicole Kidman. Crazy William Defoe. Yes. Patrick Wilson with his sexy self and his bubble butt. I, he is a he looks like a crazy white man. He looks like one of those people that be on Dateline on a Friday night mystery. <laughs> that he murdered the wife. Yeah. Right. But he's fine though. He's fine. And then Yaba Abdul Mantin the second, who is black Manta, who is sexy. Of course. You know, if they got like a white man to play back black Manta, I would have been feeling the type of way. Yeah, I would have been the type of way too. Um, Dolph Lundgren, my old, old crush, is in it. Um, oh, God. Talk about a daddy. Yeah, that's a daddy. And then cute little Luddy Lynn, he's Merc. I don't know what Merc is. Um, now, now, Luddy Lynn, he was the Black Power Ranger in the uh, the Power Rangers movie. Oh, okay. And he was actually, he was at um, this uh, Comic-Con down here this mm-hmm. past March. Mm-hmm. I could, I didn't wasn't able to see him, which was a shame. But yeah, he's cute. He looks cute. Now yes, I'm gonna mess this. I'm gonna mess his name up. His name is uh, is Tamaria Tamaria Morrison. He's gonna play Thomas Curry. So that is the father, and he is. I think he's Samoan. Um, so I'm like, okay, now you want you want me back because you got yeah, I've got two Samoan. Yeah, and, and a nigga. Stop. And then you got <laughs> and then you got Randall Park. Um well he was actually in now he's in um, I think um that show um Fresh Off the Boat. He was also yes. in um Ant Man and the Wasp. He's gonna be in this movie. Michael Beach is gonna be in there. Michael Beach. Now if y'all know him, you know Michael Beach. We grew up with Michael Beach because he is Yeah. He's um what's his name? He's <laughs> from <laughs> He's, He's a, always playing the no good, uh, cheating ass husband. I know he is. <laughs> so he's gonna be in there. He might be evil. <laughs> so he might, he's shit, he might die. <laughs> you know, I think about you know, Faith fucked my wife, my husband. So yeah. So, and then he was in Lean on Me. That. And then he was also in um, uh, Waiting to Exhale. Yep. <laughs> yes. now, you wait a minute. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, old dudes always play some low down, you know, and he's borderline light skin. So, you, you know, he's playing the role perfectly. So, you know, this this could be a fun movie. You know, I, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it the shot because, you know, it has it has a few bays in it. It has, it has you know, Yaba. I'm saying his name wrong, so I apologize, uh, Black Manta. But you're in there. Duff Lundgren's in there. He's still, Duff Lundgren's still, he can still get, get it. it. He can still get it. You yes, know, Jason, yes, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Let me talk about him for two seconds. His Instagram be giving me just the the vapors. Because I be feel like, Lord, you up here climbing these mountains, just rugged and having all this fun. And, you know, me being so demure and proper. And, you know, I just want to be, you know, crazy and climb mountains and be ravaged on the on the 
mountaintop too. But you know, it's just all these things that you we're we're seeing and this movie. I'm gonna be excited to see. <laughs> see it. And you know, the trailer gonna be coming out. I think they're gonna be talking about it. So I'm gonna try to get in there because I saw him last year, a little bit up close when he was walking to. Um, the sign for Justice League, and I'm telling you, y'all, this man, when you see him up close, it, you just... Is he big as a house? Yeah, it's just that, but he just, you just feel like you just need to be, you need to be, you just need to just, you know, just be loose. That's how you feel, personally. Be, see, see, loose, be loose. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel like you just mm. make, like, he, he, he looks like the type of person you just make mistakes with. Like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, you know, like you married, but you know, you shouldn't be doing this. But that's how he comes across to me. <laughs> Lord, see. You have to see him when you, because when I saw him, I was like, Lord, he just looks free and, you know, wild and just, like, he can just cause all types of problems in your life. You know, ruin your credit, have your mama cussing you out. He just looks like that type of person. To me, and they're, you know, so I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs> so yeah, we we turn this into a positive, but yeah, that poster still is a mess. But we we'll see what they will release. Uh, out, we'll be you know the trailer will be probably really talked about on Friday. So, yep, we'll be talking about that. What else do we have on the docket? We have to talk about Birds of Prey. Oh, okay. We talked. It's funny because we did mention this. What the week before? We mentioned this like almost like a week before they made this announcement. We we mentioned it a while ago. Yeah. Um, and now it's confirmed that Birds of Prey is gonna ha- they're gonna have their movie. Um, it's gonna be Black Canary, Huntress, Cassandra Kane, mm-hmm. and uh, Renee Montoya mm-hmm. will join Harley Quinn's Girl Gang. Now, uh, um. What did you think when you heard the news? Well, remember, we did mention it because we talked about the it may not be Batgirl, but it could be Cassandra Kane. And it was like, okay, now we got Cassandra Kane. Um, so that's that's great. The Huntress. Now, see, this is where we can it, it can be fun. We could have the old Huntress, who is originally the daughter of Batman and Catwoman. Uh huh. Or you could have. The Huntress, who's who is not, she's like, I think she's like a, she comes from a crying family or something like that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But she could also be of any race if you want to play it that way. I always, oh, because the only Huntress I'm familiar with is the one that was on uh, Justice League Unlimited. And Mm -hmm. I was under the impression that she might have been maybe Asian. Hmm. But that's just me wanting some more flavor and not everybody white. Yeah. But in some ways, they, you know, with Cassandra Cain, because Cassandra Cain is not white. So she would be, I think she is Asian. I want to double check. But um, it's, it's go, it could be a diverse group. I mean, you got Maria Matoya in there. So we have a Latina we have an Asian person. And, then and Renee have... is uh, openly lesbian during the, the new 52 mm-hmm, comics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this could be, this could actually work. Um, I'm still not big about 
this being, because I think it's going to be more about Holly Quinn, and I really don't want that. Um, but we'll see how this goes. We'll see how, and you know, who knows, they may have them come out. They may all show up. They may already have them cast. You know, that's the power of Comic-Con. They may have all their, they may have them already cast, and they may should come up, you know, and everybody may see what, who they really are. Um, right. But um, I'm interested to see where the story will go. I'm interested to see, you know, you know what they're going to do with these characters. And it's funny because Birds of Prey has had different members throughout the time. And Vixen was a part of it. Which, you know, when I thought about it, that could have been a nice introduction to Vixen. Yeah. And so to to diversify it, they could have been like, you know, Vixen has been a part of this at one point. Could have thrown her in there somewhere. Uh, maybe in a sequel. <laughs> Who knows? But it, I, what I don't want this to be is like some kind of peep show for straight guys. Yeah, I don't know. Because they tried to do that in Suicide Squad with the ass shots of uh, Harley Quinn. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I really don't need that or I'm not here for that. Yeah. Just give us a heart a hard-earned story, you know, something where we just like, okay, we got y'all in your costumes, um, because they did change up, because it's interesting, because the, if you look at the original Huntress costume, she's basically, like, her boots are very high, like, it looks like it's a full-body suit, but it's not, um, and even with the, with the outfit she had, at one point, it was a full-body suit, and then it was, like, kind of shorts-ish, like, outfit, so, you know, I would like for them to kind of Keep it not. I'm not saying modest, but let's just focus more on the skills versus on these shots. So that's why I'm hoping for the best for this movie. Um, I know um, um, the woman who's playing Harley Quinn. She's pushing for everything to be done well, even by women. I think she's trying to get it done by directed by women, written by women, and what have you. Um, well, yeah, uh, Kathy Yana said to direct and. Yeah. Because we had talked about this, uh, I think we already said. Oh, we did. We, we talked did. about we this. Because uh, uh, Kathy Yan, she yeah. directed uh, Dead Pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, at, and it won a, a World Cinema Dramatic Award for Ensemble Acting at Sundance earlier this year. So. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I was thinking. I was thinking, I was still thinking about her movie, uh, Holly Quinn's movies. So I'm getting them all mixed up. My bad. Um, yeah, they do run together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm, you know, I'm having hope for this movie. I just want a good storyline and I really want them to have a reason why they out here. You know what I mean? Like this don't make, like Suicide Squad was just made to be made. But I want this to really be a part of this universe. That's my thing. I want this to be a part of the universe because it feels like it's already disjointed. I want something that kind of ties stuff in. Hell, even let Wonder Woman cameo at one point. You know, just do something which she has in the comic. Let her, you know, let that be like, oh, let's not cross her. You know, something like that. Because we already know we're going to lose. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm interested to see how much they reveal at Comic-Con, uh, which I hope is a lot. But I have some hope. And I really hope um, they just really make this a solid movie that's really a part of this universe. That's my biggest thing. <sighs> Me too. Because it just, <laughs> because they, you know, and 
We've talked about this so many times, so I'm not going to really get into it. But, you know, I feel like they, they need more. They need another win that's not based behind Wonder Woman. And I'm just really hoping that, you know, I hope they're using Comic-Con to really kind of, you know, clean up the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Like, let this right. be like, okay, so this is what we're doing. You thought we were playing. We hear you. Like, that's how and they it, should. It's like they, it's like they have. It's Marvel, because Marvel is not, basically, they don't have a, a big presence there. They're not debuting anything. It's like, here, you have the opportunity to knock this out the ballpark. Don't fuck this up. Yep. And, you know, probably they're going to fuck it up, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping not. So, you know, let, you know again, Comic-Con will be revealing everything, and I, yes. I'm ready for it. Me too. Yes, and 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 to close it out with more DC news, Batwoman, as, as CW has announced that Batwoman will be coming to the show, coming to their channel. Uh, it will be by the same people who are doing all the rest of them, Greg Belanti and some other folks will be working on this. Um, she will be full on lesbian, so that's a good thing. Um, yes. So we, uh, you know, they their stories are you know. You know, Legends of Tomorrow side and Arrow side, they usually they 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 do pretty well. So now I was under the impression because you know DC is having that their streaming service come out. So why didn't they premiere that? Wait to have that on their service rather than on the CW. I don't know, but see, I think because you know uh, Greg is running it all. He's their Shonda Rhimes. So I think he just wanted to put this out there. I think he's trying to do one for the gays because he's gay. So I think I he's he was part yeah. Of the family. I think his his husband is that soccer Robbie somebody that soccer player. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I I think he's trying to do that for that. Uh, I think he I think he has more faith in this. I shouldn't say that. I don't know, but I think that you know this is this is their bat project to do, and I think I think. Someone said this to me, and I kind of believe it. I think everybody who works in the DC universe really wants to, they want a Bat project. And so you're going to do something. I think he just chose this. Um, right. And so um, it should be exciting. I think it's going to debut in 2019. If it gets, now it's not even been picked up. So it's in development. So we'll see um, what happens with that. Maybe she might. If they don't develop it or make it a show, she could just make a appearances in the other ones. Um, leave it out of Gotham because that's too. I think Gotham's about to go down anyway. This is his final season. Um, oh, it is. I think it is his final season. Well, I mean, you could only do so much. And they did. <laughs> so <laughs> they did right. everything they could do. So yeah, Kate Kane. That's who Batwoman is. They're looking for to see how this will work. I think it. I think it could be something to watch, but I almost, you know, I kind of want it to be on a streaming service, because I kind of look at the streaming service as Netflix, and I think you get a more grittier show. Like we, you know, you, you think of Daredevil and Luke Cage. I kind of want it to be something like that, you know what I mean? Like a, like a Jessica Jones ish type stuff. Uh-huh. So I kind of want like a CW. I think it's limited. But again, they might be taking the risk to be like, that's like this could be the breakout show to change the game for them. So 
who knows? But right now, you know, they are they're developing a series about Kate and um, going to see if that kind of you know works with all the rest of them because right now they have the Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and, and Supergirl. Um, so I mean, it makes sense, um, but there's a part of me that's like we have a lot of DC shows, um, and I feel like this is the time they can probably retire Arrow because people, I'm tired of this rich white savior complex and i feel like they already told all the stories they can tell in this and that show so and wasn't originally ollie like he was a working class guy wasn't he i think he was so th- why all of a sudden because this is that now, was their batman that was their you know what i'm saying that's what i was saying that was their batman he was set up like a batman in this series so i guess it was their way of doing a batman but could not do a batman Like, like sometimes they say that doing, I heard this, and I don't know how true it is, but they were saying doing Xena was their way of doing Wonder Woman when they couldn't. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to say that out loud, but I see where they're coming from. Right. And I kind of miss Xena, too. I don't know if you watched Xena, but that was... I didn't watch Xena. But it was good. If you get a chance, maybe you can, since you've been given, you know, Empire a shot, you might want to go back and look at the Xena. You like Calypso. I think you would really like Calypso. Calypso Black? No. Oh, shit. But Gina Torres was in it, though. She was in it. She was Cleopatra in it. Was she now? Yeah. Speaking of women of color, she was, I think, Cleopatra. I think she was also like a warrior, too. Gina Torres, that's another story, but Gina Torres... If y'all don't put her in somebody's Marvel DC project, that's all. She needs to play. She needs to be in New Gods. She needs to play uh, Big Barda. Yes. And if they don't have make that happen, and I know Ava, uh, she is very hip on Twitter. Yep. So if they don't make this happen, then like who else? Who else is gonna play it? Well, maybe we need to just do a nice little pleasant tweet to say, "Hey, Miss Ava." We just we know you probably heard us. We just want to put it out there, and like, we'll leave it alone. We'll just say we'll just say it once, you know, just leave it alone. Like just keep her and her and her thoughts, because you know when we think about that dark side cartoon, and when you know we got to see Big Barter in action, I can see Gina Torres saying stuff like, "I trained them." Of course, they're good. I trained them. Like I can see her, you know. Right, and it's not like uh, Gina Torres has. Um... She has to raise with the DC uh, universe. I yeah. mean, she did. Uh, she did the Vixen's voice. Yes, and she did um, Wonder Woman's voice. And oh, what was it? I think it was Flashpoint Paradox, the one of the movies. Mm-hmm. And she was Superwoman in that um, Crisis one too. Infin- uh, Crisis on Infinity yeah. or whatever that. Yeah, that one. That was. one is. Yeah. <laughs> so she's. She's got the range. Yes. And she needs to be in somebody's stuff. Because I can see it. I can see her in that gear. I can... We're going to email Miss... We're going we gonna to tweet Miss Ava. And we're going to say, hey, we don't know who you're talking to. But look at her. Just just, just think about it. <laughs> think and about... Kathy Bates as uh, Granny Goodness. You know, that, that would work. I, would I mean, I don't know who else would be. Um, no, you. Yeah, no, that I, I don't, works. That works. 
while we've given all our goodness away, let's go ahead and clean these uh, <laughs> all this tea up and take a break. Yes. All right, we are back, and we are about to get into our king size issue, which is our annual conversation about Comic Con. As you know, it's technically today. Your people are already rushing down, and tomorrow is preview day, which is on a Wednesday. It's usually, and it's so funny because when I first started going, preview day was was light. It was like only people who were exhibitors, and if you were lucky to get a ticket, and if you were um, professionals, you. The floor was walkable. Now that has changed. Everybody figured out how to get off work. <laughs> it's not as special anymore. Um, so tomorrow's the big kickoff. And just to let you know, this is more about just how to prepare for all of it. Because it is a lot. I've been going for, I've been going since 2000 and, oh God. I've been going since 2007. 2008. Let me rephrase that. So I've been going for the past 10 years. Oh, my God. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I'm not thinking about it. And I've learned a lot with that because it's a lot to take. And I will say, if you are an introvert and you really don't like a lot of people, this will be a lot for you. Um, because right. there's a lot of people and you're walking through a space with a lot of people and costumes and everything. And there will be spaces where it's very tight. So if you're not a fan of that, you, you know, that's something you have to really work through because it's a lot. Um, but to, so how was your, your first, your first time at Comic-Con? Um, the first one? time I, I went, I went for a day. Um, and it was amazing because you got in, you saw everything and it was so much going on. It was hard to only go for a day because it was like, you felt like you were missing everything because you were, you just got there. And I didn't know that you, you know, if you wanted to go to a panel, it wasn't like you just showed up. You had to get a line way beforehand. Now, back in the day, uh, for example, uh, when True Blood was out, True Blood was so popular. Um, and so I wanted to see, it was the first season of True Blood, and I wanted to get in. So I had to wait in line for two hours. And, and I remember like, my God, <laughs> two ass hours for that. Um, also, I wanted to, at the time to see Joss Whedon. Um, and so um, that was another two hours. So it was amazing, but you know, you realize that you had to come back. You had to literally be there for at least three days because to do everything you want to do, like, you know, be on the floor, go to panels, go to those special Hall H panels and buy things, you really need to, A, be there at the opening all the way to the shutdown around 7, or you had to be there more than one day. Hold on. The the floor is only open till 7? The floor is only open to 7. Now, some of the events go on to, like, 9 o'clock. This year, they're going on to, like, 10. Uh-huh. So, you know, the panels are going on late, but the floor will be closed. Oh, now, how big is it's in the San Diego's convention center? How, like, on a Saturday, how big is that thing? Oh, Lord. So it's packed. So it's like over 100,000 people just in that space all around. So you're dealing with, I always say, if you've been to Times Square on the busiest of days, that's what it feels like. You're in Times Square the entire time. Uh, you're walking around and I'm so used to it. I don't think about it, but when you, when you're the first time, I always tell people take very comfortable, don't wear flip flops, wear comfortable shoes because you're on your feet. And if you're not, um, 
if you're not a professional, you don't get to go into the lounge. Because we have a lounge. You can go and sit down, and they serve you lemonade, and they got some cookies. And you kind of <laughs> use that you, you kind of use that time to kind of sit down and, like, you know, relax, um, charge up your phone, charge up your iPads, whatever you use. Um, but if you don't, if you're just a regular attendee, you can't really sit down in the hallways because they'll tell you to get up. It's a fire hazard. So sometimes people go to the panels that they don't even care about just to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Because you can't sit down really anywhere. So right. you're like, okay, I'm going to sit in this panel about um, Teacup and her favorite man. And you're just doing it to rest. So, yeah, you, it's it could get very huge. It can it could be a lot of people. You're, you're going to bump into people. You're going to rub against people. So just get ready for that. If you're not a fan of that, that's going to be rough for you. But it's going to be a lot. Now, what were some... This year, I mean, I know you're having two panels. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the panels that you are looking forward to? Looking for guests. I'm trying to. I'm gonna try to go to all of the the queer panels as much as I can. Um, I'm gonna try to go to some of the people of color panels because I'm very curious to hear other experiences from other people of color. Um, who are not black, so I want to hear about the Native American experience, the Latino, the Latinx experience, Asian experience. Um, it's I like to go to those because I, I like the energy and the conversations. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go to some of the writing ones. Uh, I usually, usually you can make a, oh, I haven't even done it yet. My goodness. You can um, make a track of what things you go to. So you have a list. You can make a, you can make your own schedule of making a list. Um, and you can do that um, today where you actually show like, hey, I'm going to um, kind of do, you know, like I'm going to do this track this day. I'm going to do writing. I'm going to do film. I'm going to do... Um, something while, you know, whatever. You kind of figure out what you want to do throughout that day. And and that helps you kind of map out what you're going to do, what you're not going to do. Um, it's totally up to you. But I always say, like, be aware that it could be a lot. <laughs> right. Uh, but it can be um, fun at the same time. Now, um, you said you had two panels. Now, yes. what are your panels and... Who are your your panelists like so we can let the folks know? All right, so um, my first panel is mine, so it's black, black and queer in popular media, um, and that is going to be me. It's going to be Elliot Sutter, who is a woman named Elliot. It's also going to be Valerie Complex. She's going to be on it. It's going to be William O. Tyler, who is a, um, a artist, puppeteer, very talented. And then Ashawn Mance, and, Mance, and I always mispronounce her name, but she is a professor um, at, I think, Mills College in Oakland. Um, she's going to be a part of it, too. And what we're going to do is kind of have a conversation about, you know, just, you know, what was our influences, what we would like to see, things that inspires us as Black creatives um, and just how exciting it's going to be um, 
throughout that time. So um, it's 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 going to be really interesting to see how that goes. Um, so um, I'm excited for that. I can't really, you know, I I don't want I don't. I don't want to jinx it, so I'm really excited about how that's going to come across, but we'll have a good conversation that way. We will not get through all the questions. I know we won't get through all the topics and questions, because we only got about a good hour. Um, right, yeah, like, I was looking at the schedule, and they have, just on Thursday, like, so many stuff, so much stuff is going on that, you know, you have, to, it seems like that hour is not going to go by slow at all. Yeah, so it's, it, it and I've done panels where it's like, okay, for example, I, I do a panel at WonderCon. I have all these questions prepared and ready. And then I'm like, we'll get through conversation. And if I have like 12 questions, we probably got through five. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, oh, okay, well, that's all I have. Um, but um, I want to make sure I have time to really get the audience. Because I, I, I didn't want this to be a panel where we just talk about, oh, so it's not enough black people. How do we make them listen to us? It's more about, now, what influences us? What are our passions? More about, you know, what inspires us and how we can help other people be inspired. So I wanted to focus more on that, you know, just to get us out of that that rigmarole of, like, talking about... The same old thing. same old stuff. So that's where we're going to go with that. The next one is Queer Fear, um, where I will be uh, with Michael Verratti, um, and it's going to be some interesting people on that panel. I know the the one of the creators of Love Love is Love, that graphic novel, um, Mark and I'm saying his name and Draco, he's gonna be on yeah. it. And we're gonna be talking about, you know, just queer influences and horror and things we would like to see and what have you too. So I'm excited for that. Um but um I I, I don't I don't know what to expect with that one, you know. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited just to be like, okay, I'm here, we have this conversation, um, uh-huh. and see how that goes from there. Um, so, um, yeah, I was looking at the uh, the one that's the black and queer in popular media, mm-hmm. and I was looking at all the attendees. I was like, oh shoot. Yeah. So yeah, it is going to be. It's going to be fun. You know, I, I think the whole thing is going to be fun. I think it's going to be interesting because I'm looking at it from perspective of I'm you know, this is a chance for people to know a little bit more about Megasheen because I that's one of the things I want them to know. Like, I'm not just Victor. I'm also co-host of Megasheen and you need to know what that is. And um, I, it gave me another idea that, to talk about queer podcast at queer geeky podcast in the future for the cons. So I feel like we need to also have an outlet to talk about that as well. Right. So what is like, cause you know, I've never been to San Diego Comic Con. Yes. Um, and the, the convention center is downtown, right? Yes. So like what, what should a person prepare for in terms of dealing with the crowds Dealing with um, food choices because I know the food is going to be jacked up to. Ooh, Lord. Heaven. Yes. Let's talk about that for a hot minute. This is what I recommend. Now, usually in in the hall, they have like these busted sandwiches you can get and pizza and uh, 
those pretzels that you get at the mall, those big ass pretzels. Big, ugh, yeah. And um, those cookies from not famous Amos. Who? <laughs> the, Mrs. Fields. Yeah, Mrs. Fields. They sell those cookies. And so you're about to spend it's five dollars. It's like five dollars for these cookies, five dollars for the pretzels. What I recommend y'all do is if you have a factory outlet, not factory. If you have a grocery outlet, or if you have a ninety nine cent store, go and get your snacks from there. Go to Target, go to Walmart, go to Dollar General store. They sell snacks too. Go over there. I just went. I just side note. I just went to Dollar General. They have upgraded. But anyway, yes, they, have. they have upgraded. I was shocked. You can literally, I was like, I can live in this. But anyway, um, you can go and get your snacks from there because you have to keep in mind, you're in that space all day. And mm-hmm. if you really want to eat, you have to flee. But you're going out into the gas lamp. So the gas lamp has showed out. It's already, first of all, everything is already packed. So you may have to wait to get in. Some places do check up their prices. There is one diner that does not, and I can't remember the name of it, but I will tweet this place um, that you go to. It's cheap. It's cheap food. There's a lot of food you get. It's very cheap. And they, I talked to one of the servers, and he said, no, we never raise the prices because we we will make tons of money keeping it like this. And they're right. right. Um, but again, you're spending a lot of money. And also, you're eating all through the day. So I think you need to bring snacks um, just to get you through and subway, there's two subways in the area. Um, I was saying this last night to some people that $5 foot long can save lives. Cause if you, for example, you can buy one and eat half of it for lunch, eat the other half for dinner, or that can be your dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like you can just like make that work, carry a water bottle with you Yeah. because you don't want to pay for water when you don't have to. So have a water bottle with you. Have a nice backpack that's comfortable to carry. Like, cause I know you may want to buy stuff, um, but and I'll talk about that a little bit later. But have a nice backpack where you can have, like, maybe an apple or a banana, uh, a protein or trail bar. Mix or yeah, trail like mix. Yeah, peanuts, trail mix, some water. Um, have a, a good abundance of that because you can use that, eat that. Um, and then when you want to go and have dinner, um, this is my recommendation. This is what you can do. Um, so there, there are buses that take people all over, um, to the different hotels. Some of the hotels are not within the area. Some of them are out in hotel circle. I've stayed out there before and I actually recommend you stay out in hotel circle because they have like, they have a target out there. They have other places you can eat and they have Outback. (laughs) I like Outback. So if you want to go out there it's it's away from all the madness. Now, you have people staying out there, but it's away from everything to where you can just eat over there. Um, so what you can do, um, you can just get on one of those buses when they take people, and the buses run all the way up to midnight, if not later. So you can, like, take the bus and go get off there at that hotel, but then go across the street and eat, you know, over there, finish, get back on that bus, and they take you right back to Comic-Con. And, right. then, and then wherever you are staying, you get on your regular bus or if you stay in, you know, whatever, you do it that way. Um, um, some of the hotels, you know, they have restaurants there, but they do jack those prices up. So what I recommend is if you are not watching your weight, yeah, Subway, McDonald's, you know, because, you know, you think about it, you can get two double cheeseburgers for less than four dollars. About It'll be about four dollars, but that can be your meal if you're not trying to be healthy. But if you're trying to be healthy, yeah, Subway will work. And also there's a Ralph's. So there's a gross, there's a couple of grocery stores within the area. 
kind of go there, get some, you know, get some lunch meat, <laughs> Uh, make that work. What what I saw someone do last year, which I thought that was cute, they made sandwiches, but they made grilled sandwiches, so it, it wouldn't be like too soggy throughout the day. But they had like grilled cheese, they had a grilled cheese sandwich and a toasted peanut butter sandwich. Okay. And that was like okay, and they made it through. It was like that's that was their breakfast and lunch, and they were good for the whole day. Um, and I was like, okay, that's cute. But yeah, you do need to have snacks. You need to kind of really sit down and plan out what you're going to eat per day. Because uh-huh. if you're watching your budget, you may want to be like, I'm going to eat snacks and then just spend money on dinner. So think about that too. Um, be smart about what you spend your money on because everything is jacked. And if you're driving, uh, I recommend, first I recommend you take a train or bus to get there because parking in that city is a mess. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to food, jumping back on food, have your snacks ready and really map out the places you may want to go if you want to be cheap. So map that out beforehand. So therefore you know exactly where to go because the streets will be packed. Uh-huh. I know one of the biggest things, uh, that you should have as you're going with any con, whether it be like your local con or like a big con like San Diego is patience. Because you know those lines are going to be long. You know it's going to be a lot of people. You know people are not going to be smelling good. They're going to be funky as fuck. Yes. So, patience. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be... It's going to be a lot of that. And it's going to be people... You're just going to be like, okay, this is doing the most. But that's fine. That's totally fine. What I would just say... (laughs) What I would just say is just be prepared for that. And, you know, just uh, just relax. That's all you can do. You can't control it. It's bigger than you. And that was something that uh, I had to learn my second year. Like, it's this is big, way bigger than me. Uh, so I would recommend that. I will also say this when it comes to... Uh, I want to talk about the hotels. So a lot of people think... something. It's funny because I have changed throughout the years. And I used to think that if you stay in... In the, in the ones right next to it, you were golden. Because, you know, some of the celebrities are staying there. A lot of the press are staying there. Um, people who work at the comic industries are in there. But it's, it's a little bit more expensive. So if you luck out and get that, you need to make sure you have the people that you're staying with. Make sure, one, that y'all all in deal, that y'all going to stay there. Two, y'all all have your money together. In fact, y'all need to meet. What happens is they want you to pay for two nights ahead of time. and Yeah, in advance. So y'all get together and have that money together already. And, and it's good to do that because all, all you're doing is just paying for the additional days. Make sure you know everybody's schedule. So for example, if somebody's going to be there all six days and you're going to be there for all three, you're going to be there for three days, make sure that you have your money set for the days you're staying there. So if it's three of y'all and it's $300, you're going to give them $300 because you're staying three days, split by three. So make sure you have that money set out. So therefore, he's like, you know, you have to pay that together. If you don't really care where you stay, I would recommend you stay at Hotel Circle or stay at the Haverly Place Hotel. 
stay outside of everything because it's a lot of advantages of not being in the in that madness because that whole area is going to be crazy. So right. if you stay outside, as I said earlier, you can kind of, you know, you go back, you can decompress from the day because you're not around a lot of people. But also you're able to, if you did drive, you can park there. And I think at one spot, they don't charge you for parking. You can just go across the street and go to Target to get some more snacks or go to a movie. Like one year, I went to see Orphan. And I'll, the next year, I went to see um, The Conjuring. And I was like, okay, it was a nice, you know, kind of relaxing, like, whole day at Comic-Con. I'm here at the movies. Um, I, I just had a great meal out back. Now I'm watching The Conjuring. You know, it was like that. And it was, like, kind of neat because you were away from everything. So I recommend if you're kind of, like, you don't want to be bothered by everybody, um, even though you're going to still be around a lot of people. You could stay at Hotel Circle. I stayed at the Sheridan one year, and it was fun because it was the year they also had um, Chippendales. Oh. <laughs> so it was funny because it was a lot of us were like, oh, Chippendales. And, and I stayed on the floor where some of the dancers were, and that was fun. They were fun. So um, uh-huh. I, I was good. I was partner <laughs> at the time. So no, it was just like, no, you, you know, it was you staying in those areas was neat because, again, you was able to go and be away from everything. Um, and one year I was sick. I got really sick one day. So I went back to my hotel and it was away from everything, but I was able just to lay down, sleep, and then I was able to come back um, a little bit later. So, right. um, you know, it's good to stay away. But I think for a lot of you, such as your first time, you might want to be able to stay, you know, in, in the area. Do that, but have your money together. Make sure you like the people you're staying with because you may have to have, you know, it may be three or four of you, but if you can afford to pay 300 something a night, then go for it. I've done that before. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of fun when you're just like, you know, I can go back. I have the room to myself. But it's also cool that, you know, if you have some friends who are like, hey, I, I need a place to stay, you can help them out. You know? Right. And sometimes, you know, they and, you know, it's up to you if you want to, hey, if you pay me, yeah, give me $100 just to, and you can stay. Um, and sometimes, like, I've had, a, like, my friend Peter, I think I stayed there and he came down for two nights he's like hey i'll pay you know i'll give you a hundred dollars a night i was like sure you know but it was nice because i didn't mind having someone there but again plan ahead um when you try to trying to get those hotels it's it's tough because you have to go through a lottery so you have to put down at least like six hotels um but you know it's it's an experience so just be prepared to spend money as i said in the past make sure you save up Start saving today for next year. Right. And I say that because not everybody has jobs like, you know, where you're getting paid 1500 every two weeks or whatever. And some of you may have families or mortgages or whatever. So start today. Or, you know, wait after Comic-Con after you got your finances somewhat together. And then sit down and be like, okay, so I'll take $50 or $100 each check and put it aside. Uh-huh. So you can go, and the neat thing is to go worry free is great because you're like, oh, for example, when I was going at one point, you know, gem, the gem dolls were being released, the, the special editions were being released at Comic Con, so I was like, well, that's two hundred dollars already gone, so I got, the, I'm buying two, um, and then also if you want to buy like special edition comics or books or you know, figures or what have you, you have to set money aside for that. So go ahead and start saving up. You need about, if you want to really go without worrying, about a good $1,200 is good. And I'm, and I'm including the hotel with that. 
it's good to have that just aside. Right. Now, see, I know so I, we're trying to plan on going to Las Vegas next November. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get my money right now. Uh, you know, throw in like in my savings, $100 every paycheck. Mm-hmm. Use my tax return, throw that in my savings. So by the time I actually start looking at hotels and airfare, I'm not trying to scramble and, you know, gather pennies. And then trying to be balling on a budget when I get to Vegas next year. And you know what? You're right. I'm glad you mentioned that. Your income tax, your returns. Now, I know sometimes you may use that for extra bills. Take 30% of that and put that aside for Comic-Con. If you can. Take 30%. If you can floss and take half of that, do so. But take... 30% 30% of that and put that aside for Comic-Con. So therefore you have like an extra boost to your savings. Uh, and it's good to have that just because it's like, again, you want to go and experience it where you're not really worried about, you know, like, oh my God, this is going to cost, this is going to cost that. You want to go where you're just like, okay, my hotel's paid. You know, oh, I'm going to this party. Oh, I'm going to buy that T-shirt. Go to where you know what you want to do. And the neat thing is now you can kind of see what you want to buy because they always release like this is going to be the special editions. So you kind of have an idea like a few weeks beforehand, like, oh, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that and everything else. But always have something, you know, keep money in the background like if something pops up Um, because they do sell. There's another part of the floor that sells. Um old school stuff so for example they will sell the old G.I. Joe base or the Crystal Castle from the original Shira or something like that they will have it still in the box and you will sit there and be like oh my god I always wanted that they're selling it for $75 you know have that money you know saved up and ready to go so as I said before try to have a good amount saved up but also look early to see what special edition things you're going to buy um, and then just have that money ready to get your snacks together. And also now you're able to see um, who's going to be signing autographs early. So be prepared to be in line for that. So if you want, for example, you have to, the day before they'll give you tickets to get in line to get all of for uh, Justice League. Everybody from Justice League will sign in autographs. You have to get a ticket beforehand. So be aware that you have to do all that a day beforehand to get in line. You may be in line for a couple of hours, but if you want to, if you want that experience, be prepared for that too. That's why I'm saying you might, you do have to go all four or five days because there's a lot you may want to do. And we haven't even talked about the whole Hall H stuff. And that's right. What, let's get to that. So with that, Lord, <laughs> I looked out and got in one year through a friend who was press and I, they just got me in. And that was tough. How they, I, I had a press pass for somewhere, and I was using that, and it worked. Um, I got the idea for Sex in the City, by the way. But um, you need to be aware of that. But Hall H, it's tough to get in because people are sleeping out days before to get in. So you will see it. What they'll have in the past, the big draws were Greenland. Oh, wow. The first that Greenland movie it was the big draw. Twilight, all those movies, the Harry Potter movies were big draws to these era. Hall H or Hall 20. What would happen is people will sleep outside all night. And last year, there was a line all across. People were camped out. 
to go to these panels. I don't recommend that because I'm thinking you didn't spend all this money to actually camp out to go see this panel. Right. You missed out on everything else because let's be honest, these trailers and stuff, they, they people leak those things out within the hour. I mean, they did that with uh, Infinity Wars. Yeah, they was leaking all this stuff. And I was like, well, there was no need to go. I mean, yeah, get excited. But there's, you know, there's, I, I think it's not, I, I don't, I don't see why you would camp out. I mean, I can understand the appeal. Yeah. But now in my day and age, like, I, I don't want to. Yeah. Because I get cranky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, you don't want to be. I don't say how they do it, but they do it. And, you know, I'm like, how do y'all camp out? And y'all, and that sitting in there. And this is very, and it could be very intense because in the past, people have that, people have been stabbed in the eye. Fights All were, right. No, it's happened. Y'all Google it. Um, I was there to hear somebody got stabbed in the eye. And so it's, and sometimes what they would do is some people go and sit in these panels at eight, and the one they want to see is not until six o'clock. So these folks will sit there all day. So you, if you want to go through it for the first time, I had one of my friends went through it for the first time. He was like, it was like, he said he won't do it again. Um, go through it and see what you think. You might like it. I just feel like that it's just not worth what it is. So if you look out and, and you are oppressed or you are somebody who can get in there without any problems, go for it. Um, but... I don't know. I, I can't think of anything this year that would make me want to do it. But you never know because that's how the Avengers went down. Avengers went down when it was just it was Joss Whedon just talking, and all of a sudden he said, "Hey, I got some friends." And oh, by the way, you know I'm I'm doing the Avengers, and if you happen to know who they are, here they are. They, that's when they kind of premiered them all. So it could be something like that to where you're like, "Oh, it's going to be this." Um, so we don't know how that's going to be. Um, there's root. Mm, I'm only that alone because apparently they're supposed to be. Uh, if Marvel's not gonna be there, but they're supposed to be the reveal of, of what happens to the X universe and all that stuff. So that's uh, we don't have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but Hall H could be an event. So if you're fine sleeping outside all night, that's up to you. I just feel like that you're missing everything out. But really think about that. Like really think if it's worth it. And if you want to go through the experience, go for it. Just, I think you need to stay the entire time, though. Right. So, any any final words about Comic-Con before we wrap up? Um, it's, it's a fun experience. I think it's something that you everybody should experience, especially every geek should experience. Just be ready to spend a lot of money. Wear comfortable clothes. Like, this is not a fashion show. Um, because you'll be in this outf- those outfits all day if you're not staying close. Um, if you're staying close, you can easily go back um, and change, which I do recommend you do that too. <laughs> um, and keep in mind, take some time for yourself because you'll be around a lot of people all day. You might want to you know, step out and go. There's like a, a little shopping area that's kind of empty. Go somewhere like that where you can just kind of be like away from everything. Go to a restaurant that's kind of further away from it. That you still in the downtown area, but go where people are not around. Like I went to a, a, a Chipotle and just kind of chilled, and just kind of like okay, now I can go back and deal with people again. 
Um, take some time out for yourself because you, you, it can get irritating if you're not a people person. And um, just really enjoy it. You know, take advantage of it. People are there and they're excited. It's fun. There's a lot of things to see. And just really just enjoy yourself. Don't take it too seriously. I know that's right. Do not take it too seriously. Yeah. So that does conclude our show for this week. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Megasheen Pod. I'm at Porter Vazaz. Victor's at Wonderman5. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you could go to our website at megasheenpod.com. Uh, do you have anything else before we get up out of here? No, that's it. I just have to. I'm just getting ready for tomorrow. So um, check out our Instagram and Twitter. I will be posting things. Yes. So until then, y'all, we'll see y'all. All right.